0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. This is Clark. And Bobby Jean. So
1: glad you're here. Let's get started.
0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. And this is Wednesday. And so we mentioned a few months back, Wednesdays at times will be the Wednesday's what's and why's as we answer random questions that get sent our way. And we're going to do that today.
1: And I was hoping it'd be like a question that's like, hey, what's your favorite kind of ice cream or maybe just a quick answer, but uh, it's kind of a heavy one. And so we're going to do our best just to dive in with you, uh, this question about prayer and process a little bit. And then then Friday, we'll get back to our Bible reading. So I'm just going to begin by reading the question that was sent to us, to you guys. How do we find balance between submitting to God's will in our prayer life and then at the same time praying boldly with confidence that God will do the thing we're asking? How does our faith affect God's actions?
0: All right, so before we dive in, we want to answer this question, and that is what is prayer at the most basic level? Mm-hmm. We believe it's a conversation with God. And like every conversation, there's two components. There's a speaking and a listening. And when it comes to having our prayers be answered and praying confidently, I find that oftentimes guidance and answers come from the listening Hmm. and not the speaking. And with prayer, prayer is multifaceted. There's listening, then there's the speaking. There's different kinds of speaking. There's requesting, there's petitioning, there's interceding for others. Mm -hmm. The Bible talks about speaking in tongues as a private prayer language. And oftentimes, there are passages where the word faith is attached. And when we're making requests, I mean, you can request for a job or for reconciliation, but oftentimes, the most popular request would probably be for some form of healing, And there's lots of passages in the Bible that talk about healing, Um, and Jesus is usually involved there. Sometimes Jesus has this line that says, your faith has healed you, Um, and that's in the midst of a request, like, Rabbi, heal me. Jesus, Son of the living God, heal me. It's in the midst of a request, and he says, your faith has healed you. So when it comes to prayer, how do we continue to unpack that, Bob?
1: Well... One of the things um, that just kind of came to as we're came to mind as we're kind of just talking about what prayer is at a basic level is that prayer is this um, gift that we get to um, to actually conversate and listen and build a relationship uh, with God, and we get to familiarize familiarize ourselves with God. We um, it's it's one of those things too that i think sometimes can be um kind of odd for a new christian like how do you do this what do you do what does it sound like what can it look like um we also know that our prayers our prayers are answered that god is listening yeah, The they're bible all, they're always answered <laughs> right and sometimes yeah. we just don't you know sometimes yes no not yet maybe and sometimes we don't like the answer but we know the bible talks all over the place about how god um is is hearing our prayers and how he's answering our prayers um and how that can just look differently. And so one of the kind of funny stories that came to my mind was actually um, about the different ways that you can pray. And so sometimes we'll do the Lord's Prayer around the table with our kids, or sometimes we have some little like rhyming songs that we'll pray together before we eat. And one at one lunch, um, the kids had sat down and they were eating and um, had prayed without me. And so I came later and Kirby was little. I think she was two or something. And I just kind of um, like folded my hands and bowed my head and I didn't say anything. And Kirby looked at me and her eyes were really big. And she said, you can talk to God in your head too. And (laughs) it was just that funny realization that, yeah, I guess we haven't really spoken about that. But prayer can have so so many different looks about it. And so I know we've talked about breath prayers too. Anyway, lots of different examples but really the main kind of the heart of prayer that I want to speak to is how prayer, um, aligns our heart, aligns us, um, with where God's at. And it kind of brings us back to center and prayer really helps us, um, helps us know God, helps us experience God, but it helps us grow our trust, um, To believe that God knows what's best for us in our lives, um, for our holiness, for our eternal lives. And one of the stories, actually, um, that was uh, something that Clark and I processed preparing the talk came from a book that we did in the... um, the last summer class series with Jody Grass here at Emanuel. And it was from the book uh, Anxious for Nothing by Max Licato. And Max Licato is talking about um, this story of some friends that he has. And I'm probably going to get it wrong. I'm going to paraphrase it really quick, though. Um the story goes uh something like this. There was a girl who hurt her ankle and she went home and her father told her, "Um your ankle's going to be just fine. Let's ice it and keep your ankle elevated and um you should be walking on it no problem, you know, by the next day." And the girl was just, you know, "No, it hurts really bad. You don't know what you're talking about. Um I think something's really wrong." And what this girl knew but was forgetting was that her dad was a surgeon. And so the next day, instead of going to school, her dad said, I'm going to take you to work with me. So this girl went to work with her dad and sat up in the observation deck of a surgery and watched her dad um, do surgery, do some kind of orthopedic surgery on an ankle or a knee. And um, help this person heal and be able to walk. And so then after that, the girl got home and um, came to realize in conversation with her dad, I can trust you because you know so much about ankles and surgery and ligaments and bones than I do. You must know that my ankle is going to be okay. You must know something more than I do. And that was just a a picture. I feel like sometimes in our prayer life is, um, we get to know God so much better when we spend time in his word. And when we're praying to him, that we get this confidence and this faith that is built up in us, that we can know God, you know, better, you know, what's best. You are holy. You are good. You are just all the time. You're unchanging and steadfast. And those are kind of the gifts that come Mm -hmm. uh through our prayer life
0: yeah and so oftentimes again when it comes to healing that flows out of trusting god is a healer and it's understanding who god is Mm -hmm. and we believe okay god if if you're a healer we believe that you can heal and god you're gracious and you can extend grace and Mm -hmm. so oftentimes again there's this assimilation between confidence in our prayer life and the size of our faith Mm mm-hmm And Bobby and I want to take just a minute to to kind of navigate a few scripture passages and and try to see, like, is this true? Because the Bible does say, like, your faith has healed you. How do you make sense of that when you look at the Bible as a whole? And here we've got just a couple of examples. I think we're going to—I'm reorganizing a little bit here as we're going. But there are different forms of healing in Jesus' ministry where he meets people in completely different places. Different amounts of confidence, I guess you could say, or different amounts of healing. Mm
1: -hmm. Right. So some of them just um, that we have listed here uh, in Matthew and Mark, in Mark 15, Jesus um, heals people with no mention of faith. That's in chapter 15, verse 30. Um, Then we read in... Mark chapter 5 about Jairus and his daughter and Jairus is the one that's praying on behalf of his daughter Mm -hmm. and so right for her to be brought back to life the same thing in um, Mark chapter 2 there's the friends of the paralytic they're the ones that are they're bringing the paralytic to Jesus um, then we have, let's see, John 18, Jesus healing. Um, An enemy. Right, the ear. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Peter hacks off Malchus's ear. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Malchus doesn't say anything about his faith or confidence.
1: Right, Jesus just heals him. Mm-hmm. And then Luke chapter 8, too, um, speaks about the healing of a demonized man. Yep. And obviously he would not be, um, you know, praying for healing. And so different levels of faith. And then... Um, yeah. Or, where are we going? Do yeah. we going to how go to Yeah, Jesus
0: often <laughs> talks about how, you have you have the faith the size of a mustard seed. That's enough for him, for him to work with, basically. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. how he's 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 working with us towards his heart alignment. That's towards him. So there are two passages that I found to be like theologically foundational for for me and, and Bobby and I talk about this in our prayer life. Ones from Daniel three. And when it comes to confidence, I love this. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are about to get tossed into the fire because they're not bowing down to the king's wishes. And they say boldly, "Um, Our God will save us. And then there's the next sentence. And even if he doesn't, he's still the one true God. And then there's this passage in the New Testament that's similar to that. It's Mark 9, the centurion comes up because he wants his kid to get healed. And he's like, God, I believe but help my unbelief. And so when you're looking at it from the outside in, you're like, maybe they're cutting a corner, but that has actually brought great freedom to me when it comes to answering this question that we're, we're looking at today. How does our faith affect God's actions? Like God, I believe. And at the same time, I understand there are areas in my life that I'm, I'm struggling. I have no answers or I have questions. Even you fall back to, Hey, faith, the size of a mustard seed or All these examples of Jesus healing people that had no faith, that were demon-possessed, that were enemies of him. So at the same time, we want to encourage you, keep making Jesus the object of your faith. And as you spend time with him, you're going to become more confident in your relationship with him. You're going to be able to pray, you know, boldly and confidently into the, the character of God. So I found myself asking this question is, so when can I make declarations of God, we can always make declarations as to who God is. Always. God, you are a healer. God, you are gracious. God, you are just. And so Bobby and I were just trying to hash this out just a minute ago. And God, we believe and we, we, we declare that like you are just God and you will bring justice to this situation at hand, whatever situation it is. Now, you and I don't know the timeline, for when that justice is going to take place. It could be in five minutes. It could be in one week. It could be when he returns. So you're praying confidently into the nature of God. And out of that, I want to give a pastoral word to those of us who are prayer intercessors and oftentimes praying with and for somebody else. Imagine someone comes to you and has a prayer request. We have to be really wise with the choice of our words Um, And that we won't, one, misrepresent God, but two, if the person's prayer request isn't answered the way that they hoped, their faith is not shattered, thinking, well, God must, I must have done something wrong, or I must not have had enough faith, or maybe, you know, um, the Bible speaks in other areas to that. that. That's a conversation for another time, but we have to be very gentle when it comes to praying with other people, and making our prayer requests and finding that balance to declaring, um, requesting. And then I want to remind you again, ultimately, listening. There have been times in my life my prayers have not been answered, um, lo- the loss of a loved one. And you just trust, like Bobby said at the beginning, that God is working. And it's not that God is incapable of healing. Yet I trust in His holiness and in His goodness. He's working for good somehow, some way. Even though in my limited capacity, in my limited humanity, I, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that always looks like. And so, there are other passages as well that that talk about this. And there are some passages that maybe seem to even contradict what we're saying today. And I want to bring one up in particular. Mark 6 Jesus is going to go to this town, and I believe the passage in verse, verses 5 and 6 talk about how Jesus could not heal because the people basically didn't believe in Jesus there. When it's talking about how Jesus could not heal, um, it's not saying that he could not heal and that he doesn't have the ability to. One of the commentaries that we study says he could not heal out of principle, not out of his power. You see, working miracles in the absence of faith was was not impossible because that would have contradicted Jesus' message. If it were me in that case, I would have been healing left and right and being like, "What's up, people? Boom! I'm healed. You now, you know, I'm the Savior. I'm the King. I'm Jesus Christ. I'm God." But Jesus never works that way. Another way to think about it is um, we once saw. I can't remember if it was in Hook or a Peter Pan play. It's like the louder the people clap their hands, the higher Tinker Bell could fly, and that's like the, the same way with the attitude of you know we have to have a level ten of faith in order for Jesus to act on any prayer, um, as if Jesus' strength is depend on our belief. That would make Jesus a hundred percent at our mercy, and we don't believe that's the case. So. There's this great mystery to praying in confidence and out of our relationship with God and knowing who He is and believing that God is a healer and that God is uh, the Redeemer and that God is the Reconciler. And there, there's a mystery to you know our experiences where we've had some incredible prayers answered. Uh, one for the pain in my lower back. I had really bad herniated disc. People prayed, At my L4, at my L5. And after months of my legs being numb and a great deal of pain, the pain's gone. And there are other times where we've prayed for healing and relief in situations and it, it hasn't come the way we expected. So, in this, we're encouraging you focus on the Lord and remember that oftentimes finding God's will, um, discovering Him, and finding a quote-unquote answer comes actually in the listening, not in the speaking. So we hope that this is helpful and that you'd be encouraged. We encourage you to keep diving into the word, spend time in prayer, and try to find a balance between the listening and the speaking.
1: Yeah, that's a good encouragement. So thanks for sending in your questions, and we are excited to be with you guys on Friday. We're actually going to be jumping into the Psalms now. The Psalms of the summer. Yeah, that's been a fun thing that Emmanuel has done over the years is um, that we devote a month um, to studying the psalms and so friday we will be looking at psalm chapter 19 together looking forward to that and until then god bless you guys thanks for listening and we will see you see. later friday. the lord bless you and keep you the lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you the lord turn his countenance towards you and give you his peace have a great
0: day